Starting Tech News Weekly in 3, 2, 1. Everybody, welcome to Tech News Weekly. I'm your host, Andrew Zan. Of course, I'm joined by the Bubby one. Suncast, how you doing, John? Bubby. Bubby. You know what? We're going to call you Bubby today. No. Yeah. I want to call you Bubby. You know what? I like calling you. Why'd you do that? (laughs) Why'd you make me call him Bubby? Why did I do it? Yeah. I don't know. We came up with it a long time ago. It's been over a year since he's been named Bubby. Uh, John Prosser, everybody. Yeah, Potato. Potato. Potato Uh, the kitten. She's beautiful. Beautiful The internet needs needs kittens beautiful beautiful kitten how are you john prosser i'm good i have a kitten i'm great you do uh what did i message you the other day you just called you just said piece of trash and that was it yeah that's how we communicate you didn't explain it yeah that's how we communicate piece of trash you know what you're like a it's like a parrot on your shoulder i know it's great i don't know why she wants to be up here it's great um John Prosser, anything big coming? Front page tech guys, I absolutely love. Oh, the I, biggest I'm going to tell you something. Are I know big things are coming. It. We can't talk about, it. but I just want to say this. Um, you know, you've been you started watching GFQ, right? You watched it years ago on Stickham, and uh, we had a conversation before. What would you watch? You said the Andrew Zarian show or the free for all? Uh, both. Both. Okay. Both. So I've and we had a very nice conversation. By the way, Bubby has not returned. He's gone. <laughs> <laughs> Come back, John. Okay, we won't call you Bubby. You're just Suncast. Uh, you know, I was <laughs> yesterday. We were we were having a conversation here about uh, one of my friends that's a pro wrestler came here and he said the best compliment he ever got. He goes, "I'll never be a big star," but the best compliment I got was this kid that ended up becoming like a very well known wrestler said to him, "You, I would watch your stuff all the time, and I kind of picked up on some of the things that you would do, and I kind of incorporated it." And yeah. I think, uh, you know, like you're influenced by me and um, Pimp My Setup, another guy that would watch my stuff. Yeah. And unfortunately, though, for me, I've influenced a whole lot of drunks and you being the uh, <laughs> the main one. That has been my influence on the industry. Well, see, here's the thing. I used to watch your stuff all the time. And if someone could sit me down years Why? ago and be like, hey, eventually you're going to get to know Andrew and he's going to call you a piece of trash on a daily basis on Facebook. I wish someone would have told me that. <laughs> uh, but My it was actually it was actually a very, very, you know, we're all drinking and, and taking another, doing other things. So it got very emotional. <laughs> and we were like, Sorry, you know I'm what, though, again. if I at least I've 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 given something into society where there's this guy, John Prosser, and he's doing this unbelievable stuff on a regular basis. And, you know, I kind of said, like, you know what you're going to be up to and i was proud of you you know it was like it's like my little boy is growing up to be a man i know it's like you're my dad yeah and then you know what and then suncast is like my wife that hates everything <laughs> and he hates my kid you hate me <laughs> no suncast? he loves you bubby he loves you i hate everybody I think he does go. when bubby messages me there's like there's zero emotion no no he's a stone cold killer that man like he's like, hey, do you want to do Tech News Weekly? I'm like, yeah, count me in. And he's like, good, cool. Yeah, but you know what though? He he is the assassin of the GFQ network. If I want to kill he's someone, assassin. he's the guy. If I want to write you off and delete you from GFQ, he's the man. He's the cleaner, John Bub, <laughs> the cleaner, like Kenny Omega. I don't want to be guys. Uh, we have a lot to talk about today. Obviously, a lot of tech stuff. But I just wanted to get the small talk out of the way because I always like you know talking. I, this is the only time I get. Get a chance to talk to John Prosser and, of course, Suncast. Great segue. We did. This is a great segue. 
Um, and now we're going to be talking about segways, guys. This, spun, this uh, segment is brought to you by segways. This week in segways. <laughs> this week in segways. Wait, uh, do we all get one? We all get a segway. Yeah. Is that part of the deal? Yeah. Everybody you except you. Can we, John Suncast? Actually, because John Prosser is a little younger. Do you remember when the segway was announced? Like they were hinting at this thing was going to revolutionize transportation. They always say that. But do you remember that? I really, really remember that. Where I was sitting in a cafe. And I was talking to like two guys, and they're like, "Oh man, this thing that that's we don't know what it is. It's called a Segway, and we, it's going to change the way we get around town." And they unveiled this <laughs> thing, and this this metropolis of the future. It was a bunch of people just going to work with this stupid little thing. And guess what? It never picked up. All the only no. people that have this thing are like mall, mall cops. cops. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's absolutely amazing how technology gets screwed up. Let's talk about some tech. Um, I'm very excited for the story. The Samsung Galaxy S8 is likely to debut on March 29th, um, around the time that the other one came out last year. Uh, this is a um, this seems to be a very interesting phone because Samsung has done a great job at keeping the specs a secret, unlike many many other times where they pretty much blurt out everything. But a lot of them like it's going to have potential edge to edge display with an embedded AI assistant. Some of those things have leaked. Um, what do you, John Prosser, I'm going to go to you first. I know you discussed this. Uh, well, give me your opinion on this. I'm very excited for this phone. This may be a great, great um, phone. Yeah, I, I think it, it definitely looks cool. I mean, we saw leaks from, uh, Evan Blass on Twitter. Uh, and if you go to his account, you'll see, you'll see the leaks. And usually anything from him is like totally the real deal. And that's exactly what we're seeing. Uh, yeah. there's no more home button. Fingerprint scanners now on the back, uh, by oh, the camera. I don't like that uh, at all. So you don't like I, that? No, because I had right. a phone with the fingerprint thing on the back, and Dude, it doesn't my really... My phone has, has a fingerprint scanner on the back, and it's the greatest thing ever. My mm. finger's here all the time. So Never why really... not put a scanner there? I don't know. It didn't do and it And boom, me. we're unlocked. We're good Look, to go. It, yeah. it makes sense from this, this perspective in the sense that um, they're doing the true edge-to-edge display and removing the, the home button. Where else do they put this this fingerprint sensor? Really, the only place they could put it is on the back. Yeah, right. Where are your fingers? So from goes? that standpoint, from that logistics, it, it's just that's the only thing that makes sense. Yeah, as far as where to place a fingerprint sensor, and I think this I'm, is true of you know any phone manufacturer going forward if they're going to get rid of these buttons and these bezels. Yeah, on the front, the only place then for a fingerprint sensor if it's not built into the screen somehow. It's for it to be on the back of the device. So being a hundred percent honest here, yeah, I don't think I could ever go back to a phone that had a fingerprint scanner on the front after really? using this. Interesting. Hmm. Well, I'm looking at the image of this phone, this potential phone, and it's going to have an AMOLED display, um, and it, it's literally—I mean, it's really edge to edge. So, like this one right here, which is the S7, this is edge to edge, right? If you see it, can you guys see it? Yep. So it's edge to edge. But there's a tremendous amount of room on the top and the bottom. From what I'm seeing here, imagine this in half. So there's still going to be space on this, right? If I hold it up here, there's still going to be space. It's not going to be all glass, but it's going to be about half the size of this. About that much. Very impressive looking. You know, it looks like it's a great phone. I'm curious about the other specs of this device. Have you heard anything, John Prosser? No, nothing confirmed. Nothing we're talking about. Suncast, could you go to uh, Samsung? 
Would you jump ship? Gosh, that's a, you know, it would be had to be one of those things where there's a trial period. Mm. You technically could so do I'm, a trial, I'm, right? I'm, I'm really one of those people that until I get into that environment and I, and I work with it for, you know, a period of time. Yeah. It's one of those things that I just can't say for certain. Yeah. I, see, I, um, I'm actually for the first time g- legitimately considering getting an iPhone, the next iPhone. Really? Yes. And it's because... Wait, like, the, and like an iPhone 7 or the, the upcoming like an, one? Like an upcoming one, whatever the 8 would be, you know, whatever the next right. major one would be. So I don't need to get a new phone now. Um, and the reason for that is that I'm tired of being in so many different environments. You know, and, and it's, I, I purposely not got an iPhone so I could be in these environments, but I'm realizing what a hassle it is to kind of have to, you know, jump through hoops to do simple stuff. I'll give you a great example here. Um, I never carry my phone on me for such a tech-involved person. I actually despise texting and doing things on my phone if I'm yeah, at home. Yeah, tell me about it. I, I really despise because I don't, I don't like text messaging people. The only way I get my text messages is through an app on my Mac called Message Plus by Verizon. So my Verizon SMSs and MMSs come through to my laptop, and this worked great until it didn't, until Verizon decided they're not <laughs> updating this thing. And they now what's happened is, and it's so bizarre, right? If you send me a message, Suncast or John, and I'm looking, okay. at, I'm looking at this pro. I wish I could pull up the. Th- I, I wish I had this computer set up. So. You know, it's like a regular like iMessage, right? You see the bubbles and you see the conversation happening. And if you send me a message, certain messages disappear. The bubble is still there, but the text in them is gone. It's almost like a privacy setting. It almost looks like it's purposely disappearing so people don't see it. And the only way to get those messages back is by stretching the screen left to right. So it doesn't seem like a glitch. It's just happening. No, no, it is a glitch, but it's it's unanimously happening on all Max <laughs> that have this something happened in the update <laughs> and Verizon hasn't changed this and it is terrible because now my message is like I'm not getting some messages well yeah go ahead you know you, you know how slow carriers are to update anything I'm actually very surprised that they're very slow to update this because it's a major application they really were pushing message plus on on the Mac and on the PC and on um, on Android but I also have iMessage right and not any all my friends that have iPhones I message via iMessage. So now you don't know where to get in touch with me. I'm messaging people because I have my laptop in front of me with iMessage. Certain people that have Android that I, I know, I'm messaging me. with Message Plus. Yeah, you. And then other ones, like so, other people, I would message on Skype. Suncast is the only one that knows to message me everywhere. He'll send me four messages saying the same exact thing. Because he has no idea where I am. Now, for me, I'm getting very tired <laughs> with doing this. So I think it, it, it would be best if I just took the dive and, and got an iPhone, right? I mean, what would you do, Suncast? Getting an iPhone? Well, you know, but you know why <laughs> I have an Android phone. Like, you get it. You get that whole point because but I want to kind of be you could just check your text messages on your phone and you'd be fine. But I don't like doing that. But that's that. the beauty. Andrew, look, you pick up your phone. And it doesn't matter where people message you from because it'll what notify do you, what you. What do you right use for here. your text? What do you use for your text app? On Android, yeah. I use Textra, which is beautiful and lovely. Textra. T e x t r a. Okay, Textra. I'll look it up. 
we don't Dude, veer off. So good. But um, I actually, I really, really like this phone, the Samsung phone. I, I, I'm going to have a very interesting decision to make whether I stay in the Android ecosystem or I go full on well, iOS. Yeah. What'll be interesting is whether people are going to stay away from this new device because of the issue that they had with the Galaxy Note Seven yes, exploding. That's a very that's good. what I really am interested in is is how the Galaxy Note Seven battery issue will affect sales of future Galaxy devices, including the S eight. You know, we saw it, it all. You know what it comes down to, John? It comes down to marketing. How are they going to market this and clean up that mess? Um, and you know, I was trying to think what the Samsung situation was similar to. And a lot of things that come to mind was the Xbox situation, right? It was the Xbox thing where the, the red ring of death, even though millions of people were affected by this, they still said, Hey guys, this is broken here. We'll fix it and send you another one. And then there were millions that were not affected. It wasn't a, it wasn't this, uh, the phone is going to explode type situation. The Xbox is going to blow up in your house. Well, here's the problem, too. Yeah. It's one thing if you're like, hey, guys, we fixed it. No big deal. There you go. You now have a working phone. The problem is they did it before. They said, hey, we fixed it. Not going to happen again. Mm-hmm. And it happened And it anyway. happened again. Um, I, I, this is going to be By very way, interesting. This leads into our next story. Yes, go ahead. Good segue. So uh, segue. We, we've been ruminating for a while now over the Samsung saying that they're going to announce Exactly, their findings for what happened with the Galaxy Note Seven. The official batteries. findings, yes. Yeah, and there and there was a report, you know, about two three weeks ago before this official report from Samsung came out, and so Samsung is blaming two different battery flaws for the Note Seven fires. Okay. Uh, they officially announced the findings of their investigation, and it's saying that. Uh, let me find exactly what it said. Uh, the, the issue with the Note 7's original batteries were manufactured. Their casings were too small to safely fit the electrode assemblies inside, which led to short-circuiting. So it was too and tight. And then they also had uh, issues, manufacturing issues with the replacement, where welding inside of the battery was not up to uh, par. And so that also caused short-circuiting and fires with the battery. So they had two different manufacturing defects. For their batteries. So if they had that much problem manufacturing batteries, this is something that I'm worried about for future Samsung devices. If you're actually looking at this report and seeing that yeah. they not once but twice had manufacturing issues with batteries that they use in their devices. Yeah, so this is a this is a problem, right? I mean you would say that this is a major problem. It's a problem. big problem. Yeah. And yes, they've they've they now have like a, a ten point checklist safety checklist now for for their batteries that they're doing for quality control uh, which why they weren't doing this before and especially if they've <laughs> had it happen once where where and they couldn't find out what the problem was supposedly they had to x-ray the batteries to even find these defects but nonetheless it's it's, it's worrisome that they've had this problem twice yeah th- these manufacturing defects and it's such a safety concern that it completely ruined the Galaxy Note 7. So going forward, even with the Galaxy S8 that's launching in a month or two, uh, did they work out those safety issues? Are there manufacturing defects in the batteries for the Samsung Galaxy S8? How do What assurances are there from Samsung that the batteries in the S8 don't have manufacturing defects? So uh, let me ask you guys this. Um, I'm trying to understand this, so correct me if I'm wrong. 
to me, it seems like what they did was stuff a, a battery in something that there was not enough room in, right? There was not enough room and separation for the battery to expand? Yes. Okay. In, in one case, yes. In one case, okay. So that, that's, that was the problem with the, 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 the first batch of uh, fires with the batteries. Okay. The second one, they had welding defects inside of the battery. Hmm. So they had two separate, completely separate issues that were manufacturing defects with the batteries. Yeah, I, I, I'm very curious about this because the, the, the game here is that they're, gonna, they're trying to get bigger batteries in a smaller phone over and over and over again. And mm-hmm. I'm curious if they are actually going to put a smaller battery in their next line of phones to kind of offset this. Yeah, I think a lot of people are going to be watching and looking to see what reviews are with the Samsung Galaxy S8. See as far as, you know, how the battery life is. It's just going to be a lot of scrutiny with the battery for the S8. I would not be surprised if it's a small battery and they actually lose battery life over the S7. Well, yeah, the thing with the thing with Samsung right now is because of the fact that they said that the Note 7 was fine mm. and rolled out replacement devices and had the same problem and then came out and said, oh, we don't actually know what the problem is. Sorry. The fact that they did that has caused a lot of people, me included, to lose some trust in Samsung and what sure. they're doing. And because Rightfully of that... Rightfully so, of Rightfully course. Rightfully so, yeah. Because of that, the smartest thing, I think, for consumers to do, the ones that are listening to the show, is if you want this phone... Take a second, wait till it comes out, and look for the next like week or two to see if there was any battery problems because that's the only real way you can find out because we can't trust Samsung's word at this point. Yeah, I I'm gonna tell you right now, like with the S7, I bought this on launch day, and I would not do that for the S8. Hundred percent, I would not do that. I I don't think they're gonna they're gonna get affected in the long run. Uh, obviously, some some impact will happen. Public perception plays a major major part in how well you sell a product. But I think those first day and first week sales are not going to be too great. Because now I'm second guessing it, you know, like think about this, right? Think about Mm -hmm. you went out and bought a note. What is it? The note seven, right? It was a note seven. There was no note six. They jumped. Okay. You went and bought a note seven and you were waiting for this phone. You buy the phone and then you're now you don't have the phone that you wanted. You lose trust in them to to put out a product that is working. Forget about blowing up. I don't think everybody's phone was going to blow up, but it's a major, major part. And you have to deal with this thing. We're going back to the carrier and sending it back, and they send you a new one, and it doesn't work. It's a whole situation. I I would rather say, F it. I'm not going to go and upgrade now. I'll wait a couple months and see what happens. They released a faulty product, and that's where that's is, this is how they're going to suffer. But I don't think Samsung puts out those numbers. So very interesting, though. Very, very interesting. Um, I'm curious to see what they do with this. Amazon pushes Star Trek Future and the new Alexa Wake Word. Uh, go into this, Suncast. You're a Star Trek fan. Yeah, so this is kind of cool. So everybody knows that Amazon has the, the Echo and these dots now for Alexa for, for you know having a voice assistant at home. Uh, and everybody knows that you can you can wake those devices up with words such as uh, Alexa or Echo. But now they've added a new wake word, 
which is computer. So just like in the original Star Trek series and, and all those other ones that they've done, uh, you can actually just now wake up your Echo and talk to Alexa by saying computer, which is pretty cool. That is really cool. I, I actually kind of envy the fact that people have the Alexa. I have the Google Home, and it does nothing. <laughs> and, like, it, it's not... I'm actually very surprised how limited this thing is and how little development has gone into it recently. Um, I'm a big Amazon Fire fan, right? And I think having an Alexa would work really... They work hand in hand. Um, and I and I got the Google one because I thought it would work better with my phone, but it really does not do much. <laughs> Uh, none of them really do a lot. Like I, I, I get the voice assist assist stuff. I get it. Like other than playing music on, regularly and asking for traffic reports, what else are you going to use this for? Uh, well, it's home automation, really. Turn on the lights I mean, in the office. That's a yeah. big right. part of it now. Is that people are getting these to to help automate their home and have some sort of voice control for automating their home. Yeah. Right. I do mean, you- if you look at this, um. Uh, Brad Sams from Throughout.com does a lot of this stuff. He's got an Echo, and he's got all the smart bulbs and smart appliances. And, and that's one of the things that he does is that he will talk and say, Alexa, turn on my studio lights. And that's how he turns on his studio lights for when he does a podcast. Yeah, which is cool. Which, by the way, I could definitely use that. I'll tell you that because my my turning stuff off is uh, not that enjoyable in here takes me a little bit of time because i have to go and unplug everything manually around the room yeah i need a better and, and that's that. one of the benefits to having these these devices and especially the amazon echo which has a whole bunch of skills that is open to third parties as well as you know having a hook for if this then that having having that if hook in there so that you can even expand on so many more possibilities it's just incredible what you can actually do with an echo compared to other devices. It, it's still somewhat of a niche, but it's it's something that offers a lot of ways to tinker. Yeah. Yeah, I got to I got to play around more with the home automation stuff. Like I have um I have uh the LifeX lights in the yeah. studio like for a um, couple shots and the, the, it's a smart light, you know? Like I could I could do home automation with that, but I don't know if it works with it. I got to look at and see who you know does. what they do. It does. Uh, it does work. Alexa works with it, no, but not Google yes. Home. I don't know about that. Yeah. So I can, would love to get an Amazon Echo and a bunch of smart appliances yeah. or uh, outlets and bulbs and and start playing around with that because there's some really cool stuff that you can do out there. Yeah, there is some really cool stuff. You know what I'm more into? Um, I want to. If someone knows, if you guys know, like I want to start measuring. Like, how much electricity I'm really using, right? Like, I, I want to see what I could cut. Like, I've, I've uh, really yes. got into... Okay, you can do that. What, what, with what? Um, there are uh, uh, smart switches, uh, smart outlets, especially from Wemo that you can get. They're, they're like $50, yeah. but it has the ability to actually monitor the power usage that that outlet is consuming. That outlet is consuming. So, yeah. I, I mean... The best thing would be I could be like John Prosser and just contact all these companies and get stuff for free and just be like, hey, listen, <laughs> I need like 45 outlets. <laughs> hey, listen. You know what I mean? Like I need like 45 yeah. outlets and like 30 light switches and just do that with everything in the house. So just do the entire freaking house. I, You know, in all honesty, I think this is going to continue to be a growing industry for the next several years. 
I honestly believe that over the next five years, home automation and these devices are going to continue to grow. Yeah. You're seeing even, you know, legacy manufacturers of light switches get into this. Lutron. Yeah, Lutron. Leviton. Yeah. Leviton. Yeah. Leviton, whatever those two companies are. I've I've looked into this stuff recently, and, and even those two companies, which are are big for creating light switches and other outlets for your home, they're now saying, hey, this is a market that we need to get into, and they're developing products for, for the smart home. Let me see. Smart light switch. Um, um, and, and you also have things like the uh, Smart Things Hub. Um, you have uh, so TP uh, Logitech Link, Harmony Hub. TP Link is uh, forty dollars. TVs and uh, home media devices, which is pretty cool. Oh, there's all sorts of stuff out there. It's it's just a matter of doing a little bit of research and yeah. having enough money to actually do all this stuff. So I mean, it's not it cheap. adds up. Yeah. So like, I'm looking at light switches right now, and these are running around forty dollars, thirty to forty dollars for the lights yes. for like smart light switches. Um, and then the smart plugs are. I want to. I want to get like an actual smart outlet. Smart. The the Wemo ones are between forty and fifty dollars. If you get the older Wemo ones, are forty dollars. The newer ones, which have the uh, power consumption yeah. tracking with it, is fifty dollars. So, but the Wemo ones are the ones that like connect to the existing power outlet. Yes. I don't want. I want to actually have these in the wall. You're going to want to look for the actual manufacturers that create yeah. actual electrical outlets. Yeah, so, and um, I'm looking at Lutron one right now. and I think Levitron both do that. Yeah, and they're, they're $40. You're, you're, you're probably going to pay up a little bit of money for that, mm-hmm. but I believe they might have those. $40. It's so hard, right? It gets, it gets very, very expensive, these things. It's interesting. Dude, I, I just put in a, a, a dimming switch in my room, just a basic dimming switch with, you know, on, off, mm-hmm. and a dimmer. And that thing was $30. Yeah, they're not cheap. I know. <laughs> I know. There's nothing smart about this thing, and it was $30. I know. I, I had to do the same thing, too. I put one in the bathroom because I like, I like my shower to be sexy. For a light switch. Yeah. Uh, go into another story. Let's see what we got. Uh, so I know uh, John is pretty uh, passionate about this, but uh, Facebook is starting to test ads in Messenger. So Facebook Messenger says, or Facebook says that and announced that users in Australia and Thailand will begin seeing sponsored content in the coming weeks with the experiment being labeled as a way for people and brands to engage on Messenger. Oh, perfect. What this really means is expect to see ads in Messenger. Yeah. Uh, not, not happy about it. Yeah. John, I know you've had a pretty major issue with Facebook. Well, like, and ads. okay, here's my thing. I love Facebook Messenger. Like, for me, it's been great. Even when they... Remember when you could actually message people in the Facebook app, and then they separated that? They were like, no, here's a standalone app. You have to use Messenger. I still thought it was good because it was a it was a really streamlined messaging experience, and the best part is everyone has a Facebook account. So now everyone is using Messenger. And it was just... It was perfect. And just the features that you had with messenger were like well, you had way more with that than any other messaging experience of course now they're all pretty much the same but then i i don't know what i don't know what happened but facebook just changed their mind about making anything good and worth functioning and just ruined it they ruined it so hard even when they uh introduced sms to messenger 
that was awesome because now all my messages are literally in one spot. But then they changed their mind. They made it into Snapchat for one, which was already – I don't know why they're doing this to me. And then now there's sponsored content in my messaging app. Why? Hmm. Please no. It makes no sense. It, it, they're trying everything to make more money. You know, it, it's. It... Well, this is just further proof that that these apps and Facebook's service is not uh, is not what they're selling here. They're selling you. These apps are not Facebook's product. You are their product, and they're selling you and the places that you are, the apps that you're in. To advertisers and brands, they're making money because you're using the app. They're not making money from these apps themselves. It doesn't matter what Facebook builds because what they build is not the product. You are the product. You're what they're selling. I I think they have a real problem here in the sense that when it comes to ads on mobile devices, there's a very fine line as far as what is acceptable and what is annoying. And they also had the problem that it's a messaging app, and that gets compounded even further because it is a messaging app. That's just something that ads are not expected of. You don't want to have to see ads or deal with sponsored content while while you're trying to do something that's as basic as communicating. And I think right. that's the real problem. Is is it's, it's Facebook Messenger is is something that's used as a communications device, and inserting sponsored content into that detracts from its main purpose and actually makes it more difficult to use yeah well i mean by the way um john prosser we've had this discussion many times right and i agree with you 100 percent. i did not notice that that weird um holding back that facebook does with pages until it started happening to me Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Because there was a weird time that all my stuff I was looking at, it was getting, you know, 2,000, you know, whatevers, whatever they call it. And then all of a sudden, impressions. it plummeted, impressions, and it plummeted down to like 150 to 200. Yeah. And now no I get a pop-up every time. It's like, hey, this is doing not bad if you want to do better. And it doesn't say if you want more people to see. It says, do you want more of your friends and followers to see this? Exactly. That's the problem. It's not yeah. even like, hey, if you give us money, we'll show it to people that don't even know about you. This is, oh, these people liked and followed your page, but they're not going to see it unless you give us five bucks. So what? what's the point? Yeah, I, I, I don't know. And I'm, I'm curious of what Twitter does. And it's a little I'm a little alarmed that Twitter may start doing this, actually. Another reason just to quit social media. Uh, you know what? I've I've <laughs> thought about it the last couple of weeks, <laughs> many times, <laughs> many many times. I'm right there with you. Yeah. Uh, do we have another story here? Uh, yeah. You could talk about the uh, Sprint buying a 33 percent stake in Title. Yeah. Why? <laughs> uh, Sprint. Is- <laughs> that's my that's my exact thought. Uh, this why? was why? The, okay. So, this title is- for people who don't remember is that really expensive and pretentious uh, music service music made service by musicians. Jay-Z. It was like all these musicians were involved, and they yeah, were partners. Jay Z owns it. Yeah, Jay Z owns it, and like the whole concept was like, oh, this money goes directly to us, and you're gonna get high quality music, and this is a service that we support, and it failed miserably. Nobody uses. Yeah, it's got it's got exclusive. Like I think they did uh, an exclusive Beyonce album or something. Yeah, 
Uh, Sprint just bought 33% stake in title, given to Carrier significant, though not controlling influence over Jay-Z's streaming music service. They, they're not discussing the terms of the partnership, but it'll take title's fondness for exclu- exclusives one step further. So what they'll do is probably have this available for sim- Sprint subscribers. Yeah. Here's why they did this. Here's why they did this. There is only, uh, let me clarify here. Apple Music is terrible, and but it's it does extremely well. It's extremely successful. Why? Because it's already on your phone. It's already on your phone, and that's why people with an iPhone, since it's already there, that's how they get introduced to it. That's how they start using it because you get a free trial, and then they make you pay for it. And it's already on the phone. You're already using it, so why not? That's how that's how it happens with the average consumer that isn't aware of all these other services. They just this is what's on their phone, so that's they're going to use it. That's why Apple Music is so successful. That's what Sprint is doing with Title. That they're going to try. Can I make an conversation yeah. here from my standpoint that might seem not quite politically correct? Yeah, but. <laughs> what does title offer for somebody like me that is not a listener of hip hop and rap? I think they have some non-rap titles. I mean, they're they're primarily known as uh, streaming music service by Jay Z that caters basically to hip hop and rap artists. And because I'm not interested in in that music genre whatsoever, uh, they to me I haven't seen a reason why to use title aside from that. For somebody well, that is what, not into the, that music right genre, what does Title Hop have to offer? Yeah. Well, I mean, on the other hand, you, you, you have Spotify. And yes, Spotify does have a lot of hip hop and rap stuff, but it has a whole bunch of other stuff too, where it doesn't matter what genre you like. Yeah. They have an offering and they have nice offerings. They have good playlists for practically every single music genre that you could ever want to listen to. Well, that's what they're trying to do. So what's going to happen now is because Sprint bought 33%, which title needed money. This is a way to get money. Mm-hmm. That now any phone that you buy from Sprint will have title pre-installed on it. So when you look for music streaming service, oh, look, there's already one on my phone. I'll just start using that one. And that's how they're going to hope to grow title. Yeah. yeah. Very interesting. I, I, I'm, I don't understand why anybody would use the service, but I guess there are some no, people using I'm, the No, I'm a total Spotify person. I love Spotify. You know, Spotify, I I, Spotify, Spotify changed every everything. Day. Yeah. And again, Spotify, if you're listening, I would love a premium membership. Yes, give him a premium Which, membership. Which, by please. the way, just, to, just here's a side note. I love Spotify as well. Discover Weekly is amazing. Here's a problem. I, I heard a song last week that I really, really liked. Mm-hmm. I don't even remember what it was, but it sounded great. And it was in Discover Weekly. So I saved the song. Now, apparently, that must have been like a Christian song or by a Christian band or something. I don't know what happened because this week, my Discover Weekly is garbage. It is ruined. Oh, because you like the song. I made a mistake. In a a genre. Yeah. You made a mistake. It is ruined. (laughs) Yeah, so that has happened to me many, many times. I got drunk and so I started clicking on hip hop videos, hip hop songs, and then all of a sudden everything is all rap songs for me. <laughs> you know, that's my that's I think one of my only complaints about Spotify are you know some of the ads that they choose to play mm. while you're listening to certain music. Like I'll be listening to like indie rock type of stuff, and then it'll go to commercials, and it'll be a commercial for for top hip hop. 
100 or whatever. And I'm like, I have no interest in this. And it's just such a detra- distraction from yeah. what I was listening to. It's such the opposite of what I was listening to that it's a turnoff. Other than that, I love Spotify. <laughs> Who doesn't? All right, John, you pick a story. Me? Yeah. I thought we were done. Are we done? That's it? We're yeah. finished? All right, that's it. We're done. All right. Guys, go to our website, gfknetwork.com. Subscribe to us. We're everywhere podcasts are available. Of course, uh, John Prosser, Front Page Tech. You have a lot of goodies coming our way soon. Hopefully, coming we'll make way. the announcement here. Uh, and uh, it's all good stuff. Suncast, you can follow him on Twitter at Suncast. He edits. He does everything here at the GFK Network. If you need anything edited, produced, uh, website made, Contact him. Yeah, I actually just launched a, a website for my nephew this yes, week. Yes, he did. Go ahead. Talk um, about it. ElijahBub.support. Uh, he's six years old, and he has diabetes type 1. So uh, what we're trying to do is trying to raise about $22,000 $22, so that we can get him a uh, service dog that helps alert him to when he's going into uh, lower or high uh, blood uh, blood sugar yeah. so that he can get into uh, an area where he knows what's going on. And what's really cool about these dogs is they can actually detect these lows and these high and blood sugar like 15 minutes before any sort of monitoring equipment ever could. Mm-hmm. Like even if you prick your finger and do a, a blood test, blood sugar test that way, that's still slower than what these dogs can actually detect. Yeah, it's amazing actually. Oh so, yeah, if you're interested in donating, ElijahBub.support. How do you spell it? E-L-I-J-A-H-B-U-B-B dot support. Very, very cool. Um, it's a great cause, and of course, it'll be in the show notes also. Uh, so yes. if you want to go fund it, click on the link in the show notes and uh, go help a really, really good cause. Guys, that's it for this week. We will see you all next week. Bye-bye for now. Later.